Welcome to Capes and Chords, presented by The Night Nerd. This is a brand new series we are having. Uh, this is episode one. You're getting in on the ground floor, so congratulations. There is no frequency as to when this is going to come out. This is me talking to musician friends, uh, even some people that may not be friends. I don't know. Then we're just going to talk about superheroes and music, what songs you think superheroes listen to, what songs make you think about them, and just that really cool bridge of creativity, you know, because music and comics go hand in hand, as so many creators have, have proven, you know, they put soundtracks in the back of their book of music you should listen to, and then musicians, they get comic artists to do their album covers, you know, or they wear X-Men shirts on stage, they do all sorts of things. And I think it's a a family, a partnership, brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever you want to call it, that is there. It's the elephant in the room. And so we're going to talk about it. I am super honored and excited to welcome Dan Garland of New Medicine as our very first guest. So without further ado, Capes and Chords, episode one. All right. We're here with Dan Garland. Dan, how are you doing today, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Thanks for being on here. I'm really excited. So we were talking a little off mic, and we've known each other a while. Like It's, it's been a while since y'all have been to Lubbock, but a little background on yourself. You're a musician. You're an actor. You're a model. This guy, he does everything, folks. Like You, you name it, he's done it, and it, he's been great at all of it, but... I knew you, I first met you when you were in New Medicine, and that was a while ago. Uh, tell us just a little bit, you know, kind of about your life and those experiences and, and stuff. Yeah, you know, um, I'm originally from Minnesota, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, always just been an artist, you know, like as a kid did plays and theater and like commercials and stuff. I I think I had a friend down the street and he was, he was like my best friend when I was nine and it was between him and one other kid to be Dennis the menace in the movie in the nineties. And the other kid got it, but my friend looks like Dennis the menace. And, and I remember him telling me about that. And I was just like, I want to try to be in movies, you know? And so that's, that was like my first thing was like plays and I got an agent just in the Midwest and I was auditioning. And then, you know, then I got into music and like, you know, around seventh, eighth grade, like punk rock and music was really, that was my thing. And acting just, I, I, I always did it, but I think it was just, it wasn't really that cool to me at the time. I didn't find it cool. So music became my thing. And, you know, I grew up with uh, the new medicine guys with Jake and Brady and and Ryan. And, um, you know, I grew up and a lot of those guys were in other bands and like, I, played guitar but I never really had a band and I used to like sell t-shirts for Jake and Jake and Brady had two different bands and they would play all the time and I would like go sell shirts for them and then as time went on um, you know we formed New Medicine in high school and of course um, started making records signed eventually got signed to Atlantic Records uh, did our first album Race You to the Bottom which is 10 years ago this year it came out wow so we have, we have known each other a while, you and I, you know, it's probably been five, it's probably been like seven 
years, you know, that I've, that I've known you. And it's crazy how the time flies because um, I can't believe it's been 10 years since that album came out. I mean, yeah. that's crazy to me. Yeah. We, you know, we were thinking, we were remembering stories and events and stuff and it seems like, oh yeah, that was like a year or two ago. But then I remember I'm like, no, I have a four-year-old and I haven't had that kind of fun since before he was born. So it's, <laughs> I bet it's been a while. I bet. What's his name? Sterling. Named Sterling. him after Archer, the cartoon. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I led with a bunch Very of like cool. really random names like Ezio and crazy video game names. And so then when we finally got to Sterling, my wife was like, okay, that one's not too bad. <laughs> I was like, All right. She gave you the okay. Yeah. So it's, it's good. He's, he's a mess, but he actually listens to rock music. Like, Anywhere That's from awesome. Queen and Bowie back in the day up to like you guys, uh, the Hinder guys, the faction, guy, faction guys. Now, some songs, you know, I have to kind of play the edited version and things. Yeah. It's, yeah, especially with New Medicine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, they were definitely, I mean, it was so funny because I remember when we were making Race You to the Bottom, um, you know, we had so many songs that had like, you know, the F word like so many times, like 20 times in a song, you know, like just crazy amounts. And, um, and it was funny cause like the label was sort of like, well, maybe you could use, you could switch some of those out and whatever. And we were like, fuck no. You know, we were like, no, we're not, what are you talking about? No. And the funny thing is they, they never, the label never wanted to push our single race you to the bottom because it had so many F words in it. And what happened was they were pushing a couple other singles and, and the other singles did, you know, fairly well. But what happened was Sirius Octane started playing Race You to the Bottom because you can swear on there, right? Mm -hmm. Like they don't, you know, they don't have to um, censor. And it just started taking off and selling. And the next thing you know, we're like on the charts of Octane and then all of a sudden state radio stations are just playing the song and the label. We actually had a different song we shot a big music video for. We were just about to go to radio and they pulled that, that single, that whole campaign and said, we're going with race you to the bottom. This thing's just blowing up. And uh, it's funny cause that's the song that had the most swear words on it. And they like, didn't want to push it. And it became one of our biggest songs, you know? Yeah. I think it's interesting cause I've heard lots of stories like that where the band is like, we like this song. This is, this is our song. We, it's going to do well. And the label's, tries to shy away or push a different song and then in the best case scenarios like that you know it, you come through and they realize the error and push the correct song which is always really cool yeah i think you know that's the cool thing about the internet and things like this and things like you know serious octane and and just these other outlets is that people uh get to choose you know instead of for a lot of years it's sort of the label these people you know in these suits were kind of sitting there deciding what's going to get put on radio or the radio programmers decide what you're going to hear um but now that we have so much accessibility to the music it's really about the fans get to sort of decide what song is is good and what's not and that's really cool because uh you know, I think the biggest thing with the music industry after Napster and, and, and just a lot of things, you know, since the internet and our generation, um, even with like, I see it in the movie business now is 
people are afraid to take risks. And I think it's like the duty of an artist to take a risk. I mean, I have been rolling the dice with my life and career my whole life. You know, it's sort of like, I don't go to the casino, I don't gamble. But I remember graduating high school and everyone I knew was like going to college or had, or going to work or had all these things. And they were like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go be a rock star. And every one of my friends, and I know it came from a place of love, but they're like, uh, that's a bad idea. You're going to fail. Like, I'm worried you should, you should have a plan B. You should have all this stuff. And it was like, me and Jake were just like, no, they're, if we have a plan B, then we're, we're just going to go do that. There is no plan B. We're just going to do it. And that's a risk. I mean, I remember being scared. I was talking about it this morning with a friend of mine about that was scary to be like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to go do this. And it's always, I think it's just, you have to take risks as an artist and it's really difficult in a business where, you know, with films, with music, with everything, uh, the people in the business side, they don't want to take risks. They want to know they're going to get their money back and make money. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an unfortunate thing. You know, it's been around for, for a long time, but speaking of taking risk and things, I, I sent you uh, some ideas for some characters to talk about today and all the ones you sent back, not only are most of them, pretty dark but they're some of them were a little like crazy and risk takers than themselves oh yeah i was really impressed i mean you just kept you're like oh and this one and this one and this one (laughs) i was was like i'm down man i am i am down so i'm gonna name off these characters to you and you just tell me kind of like what song either remind you of them or you think they listen to and stuff like that sound good yeah, I just want to say one thing too. It's funny because I never really thought of myself. I'm not like a comic book guy, even though I was really into comic books as a kid, but I'm not I, like, I don't view myself as a huge comic book guy. And then when, when you approached me and like brought up this idea to me, that list came out of me so fast. Like I am a comic book guy. I just, I just tend to like, not necessarily like the main, like the big four of like, you know, Superman, Spider-Man, like, I like all these kind of outsider characters, yeah. you know, so. And I, I think that speaks to, you know, being an artist and things, you know, cr- the creative types, you're always kind of a little different, you know, you're not the the normal ones. And I mean that with all the love, you know, as, as a writer and stuff. Yeah. I, I totally get it. But, you know, you, we're the ones who, well, you said you have those people who they're going to college and this is their plan and they're going to do that. And then the others are like, well, I want to try this or I'm going to do something a little different. So I, it totally lines up with all the, all these characters you have. Um, it's really great. Yeah, they're all kind of outsiders, you know? So let's start with the first one is the crow. Yeah, man, the crow. I love the crow, man. That was, I love that movie, man. That was so cool. But you know, the crow, when I think of the crow, um, I just think he, he would listen to a lot of like grunge music, like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Nirvana. I was trying to think of like songs in particular because you know, the crow, his whole thing is sort of like retribution or making the wrong things right. And 
man, I was thinking about which songs in particular and I couldn't really come up with one. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to go through some of the catalogs of these artists. But when I think of the crow, I just hear, you know, or, or maybe even like nine inch nails, some nine inch nails in there. Um, yeah. I can see that. You know, Jason Momoa has been trying real hard to make a new crow movie for a couple of years now. And maybe we'll get you in there and you do the soundtrack for it and be like, this is the crow soundtrack. This is what you need. You need all of it. Yeah. You know, I I did hear about that and I would be, I'd be cool with that. Um, I'd be interested to see how he did it because he's, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I haven't watched all of his work. Um, but you know, again, Eric Draven, the crow is, he's like such an outsider and I don't know if Jason Momoa is enough for that. Cause I see the crow as kind of like more of a scrawny long haired outsider guy and he's so ripped, but I'm sure he'd kill it. You know, I'm sure he would, he would just kill it. Um, the next character on here is actually kind of the reason we have this show. And we were talking a little bit before about how good the Marvel soundtracks used to be, you know, back in the early two thousands with Spider-Man and Daredevil and the Punisher. And that's, that's our next character. So what does the Punisher rock out? You know, honestly, I was thinking about the Punisher and I could see him. I mean, I'm sure the Punisher would listen to some, you know, rock as well. But for some reason I had this feeling of like, he would listen to Eminem, some old school Eminem, like cleaning out my closet, you know, like I feel like he, he's got all these skeletons in his closet. And, and he's just, again, he's, he's a revenge guy, right? He's like, you know, he's out seeking revenge. Um, And I feel like there's a lot of that sort of ego and venge, like Eminem with his music, especially his old stuff. He was just like, you know, venting and getting back at people who, you know, picked on him or beat on him or, you know, his issues with his mom or whatever it was, but it was always this sort of like retribution. And so I feel like the Punisher would, would vibe with that. Yeah. It's very like honest anger, you know, it's not necessarily anger from just a hateful place. It's a, this is how it is. And I'm angry and I'm going to do something about it. So yeah, I'm going to make it right kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine. Man, Wolverine, he was like, he was my first favorite comic book character. And I like him in the old school, like burgundy red and like brown, you know, like the old 80s kind of Logan Wolverine. Um, I think, I think he's just like a hard rocker, man. I think he would listen to, you know, if, if, if it were modern, you know, he'd listen to like Bring Me the Horizon, you know, Shadow Moses stuff like that, that just really in your face, uh, kind of screaming metal core rock stuff. Um, but I could also see him like, you know, listening to like seventies rock, listening to some Led Zeppelin, you know? Yeah. He's got his cigar in one hand, whiskey in the other, just screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a good old boy. He could get down to some old, some old seventies rock as well. On the the other side of things, more of a a villain. Well, the the first villain we're going to talk about is the Joker. Oh man, 
I thought that, I mean, what an amazing character and, and been portrayed so many different ways, but always so incredibly by such talented people. And I loved the new movie. I thought, in my opinion, I thought it was just incredible. It was the first time it was like really humanized. He wasn't just a character. He was like a real human. And it showed how he became this character. And when I was thinking about the Joker, I mean, he's like psychotic and like mental. So I think, you know, first of all, I think he'd be a huge Steve Miller band fan. I think he'd love the song, The Joker, you know. Um, I think I could see him, I could see the Joker singing to that. But I also see him just like, you know, jazz music, old jazz music, like Charles Mingus and stuff like that is so kind of schizophrenic and all over the place in the way that it, you know, I don't fully understand jazz, but I love it. And I just, I just think that's how his brain probably works. It's just very like, uh, disorganized in an organized way. Everybody playing a solo at once, but yeah, it's like, it's total chaos, but it has the ability to, you know, come together and like have such a powerful force. And I feel like that. I feel like the Joker, he's, he's so discombobulated and crazy, but he's able to like, you know, get an army going, you know, for his cause. So quick, quick question. Who has been your favorite Joker? Like you said, they're all great and they all have their pros and cons, but who's been your favorite? You know, it's, it's so hard to pick a favorite because I really think that they're all so different. I mean, you know, my favorite modern day Joker was Joaquin Phoenix. I really liked him. Mm. I really liked it because he was, he was so human, but I mean, come on, you're talking Heath Ledger, incredible Jack Nicholson. I mean, amazing. You know, like these actors are, a class, you know, just on a whole different level, even above A-list actors, you know, like they're just in a league of their own. So I, it's hard for me when, when everyone is that good to even compare them because they're just creating their own worlds. But I loved Joaquin. I think, I think he killed it. And I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him do more with him as Joker. Yeah. They definitely left it open. So would be I can say uh I didn't like Jared Leto as the Joker. I can say that. I think most people say that. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, like I'm a Jared Leto fan. I like his music. I like most of his acting and and uh I was super bummed, but I, I don't really blame him for it. Yeah. But I you know. I come to his defense in that we didn't get to see enough of him really. You know, he was in the movie too much to just be a cameo, you know, so if it was just one scene be like, "Oh, okay we got enough of him to start to see his character but not enough to flesh out his character so he either needed like four less scenes or four more scenes and i think we could have gotten a better read on him yeah i don't think he had a fair shot at it but i i you know i honestly don't think i ever made it through that movie um it just wasn't you know it just wasn't the right vibe for me i mean the tim Bur- tim burton and the Christopher Nolan and, and now the Todd Phillips, like that, there's just a certain world and vibe to that. And, and uh, suicide squad just was a different thing. Yeah. 
I, I feel you on that. On the other side of the Joker coin, you have Batman. So what does, yeah. what does Batman listen to? I feel like Batman is all about justice and he's all about, he, he's like, in a lot of ways, he's, he's like political in, in his motivations for, for, you know, being the dark Knight. you know? So I see him listening to like fever three, three, three. I see him listening to uh, like anti-flag, you know, like, like music that's very, uh, sort of ethically and politically charged, you know, trying to like fix society, trying to point out uh, problems in in society. You see that, yeah. and just cru- swinging around town, listen to it. Um, yeah. Are you know, the other billionaire playboy you have on your list is Iron Man? Iron Man. Yeah, you know Iron Man. I think Iron Man he'd be listening to like dance music, man. I feel like he'd be like listening to fricking Bruno Mars or something, you know, like he's a playboy, you know, he'd be listening to, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of that song. Uh, that's what I like is one of the Bruno Mars songs. I think that's what it's called, but yeah, I just see him listening to like that or like the Bee Gees or something like just total like disco dance pop music. And, and, uh, Cause he, yeah. Always has that kind of rhythm. Just. Yeah. He's, he's got a, he's got a rhythm to him and and he's just more of like the, um, he's like the cool guy at the club, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. He just seems like real dancey, real smooth with ladies. Um, Another character that had, a dark movie come out pretty recently was Venom. I, I was happy to see you put him on your list here. Man, Venom is one of my, of course, obviously one of my favorite characters. I remember playing like Maximum Carnage when I was young on Sega Genesis and, and Venom and Carnage, like they're so cool. I was so happy to see a Venom movie and I actually have a friend in Hollywood who was who was in that movie got to do a bunch of scenes with Tom Hardy, which was, I was super excited for him. Um, and he's from Texas. His name is Scott Hayes. He's going to be in the new uh, Jurassic Park movie. But uh, I see Venom listening to like Skrillex or something, like some crazy dubstep or like those corn Skrillex like mixes, you know, mm-hmm. like just jamming out to that. And just, <laughs> I just love that scene when uh when he's like in that supermarket and the dude like tries to rob the 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 woman the clerk and he just is like i'm gonna you know venom comes out and says we are venom or you know i'm gonna eat you or whatever and then she's like are you okay and he's like oh i just have a parasite yeah (laughs) the way he tries to like downplay it the whole movie and and then yeah when he finally embraces it though that's when it's it really kicks off. You're like, Oh, okay. That's, that's venom. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're doing another one. Yeah, they are. Woody Harrelson is carnage. No way. Yup. Dude, that's going to be sick. Yeah. Going back to like his natural born killers roots and stuff. Yeah. I Um, love that movie. Another character who 
keeps who had a movie lined up like r-rated and jamie fox was lined up and everything and kind of the same vein of venom is spawn you had spawn on your list yeah man i loved that movie back in the in the day i think spawn i think he listens to slipknot he's like a Corey taylor guy you know he's he's yeah he's he's freaking slipknot for sure <laughs> um Another good dark character on here is Ghost Rider. Yeah, man, Ghost Rider. Man, I love that character. Um, see, I think Ghost Rider, you know, he's all about his motorcycle. So he's definitely, he'd listen to Red Light King. My, 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 my buddy Kaz, the singer of Red Light King, you know, they have a song called Born to Rise. And uh, Kaz, he's a good friend of mine, lives in Hollywood. He actually, uh, you know, they had a big song called Bullet in My Hand. And, um, and they had a song on the soundtrack for like the first Avengers, I think. It was the first or the second one. Um, back when we were talking about they had rock songs mm-hmm. on those soundtracks. And, but he, he's the one who took me in. And when I moved out to Hollywood, he, he was living on the beach. And he was like, yeah, man, come stay with me. And we've gotten even closer through that. But I think I think Ghost Rider would listen to Born to Rise by Red Light King. And I, I think he'd listen to Bad to the Bone. You know, I think that's probably his favorite song. Yeah. I guess that, it's like Steppenwolf or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Bad to the got Bone. Because, you know, he's still, depending on which one, but a lot of them have that kind of circus background. So he's got the showmanship in there. And I can see him yeah. rocking that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of a character with some flair and things, you have one of my favorite X-Men on here, and that's Gambit. Yes, Gambit. You know, I, I just feel like Gambit, he's all about, you know, the Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Isn't that, <laughs> is that the song? Yeah. You know, I, I think he's about that. Um, and any, any, any song about, about the gamble, man, or, you know, playing cards, like, that's just his thing, you know. Yeah. He sees the world like like a poker player. That'd be cool. I can see him like have a stick and just fighting off ninjas or something, singing Kenny Rogers. That would be <laughs> Yeah. Uh going back to Batman and stuff, you have Bane on here. One of Batman's oh, yeah. newest, but biggest and baddest villains. Yeah. Man. Um I I didn't think about something for that, but I, I've got to think of something real quick for Bane. I mean, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I think Bane would be into the Nine Inch Nails for sure. Um, and I don't know. I'm trying to think of of like a, a musician who's got like a weird altered voice like Bane does. You know, like Bane would vibe with that. He'd also be a Slipknot guy for sure. Yeah. Um, I see him doing like a lot of that because you know he's he's always about I'm gonna break you so yeah that just real in your oh, face yeah. like he's got some limp biscuit yeah yeah he's got some break like, stuff uh, in there yeah oh yeah <laughs> I can see that for sure his headphones on before he puts his luchador mask on and then yeah rocks out uh the yeah. the last one I wanted to save this one for last because it's one of my favorite characters not a lot of people know this character even though he predates 
Superman and Batman and everything. And that's the Phantom. Good old oh. Billy Zane. Billy Zane, man, that movie, those those purple tights, man. I mean, th- that's so great. <laughs> Did you see the uh, sci-fi remake back? The, I'm trying to remember how long ago this was. Probably about 10 or 12 years ago at this point, sci-fi made a phantom movie set in modern times and it was if it did well they were going to do a whole series like a brand new tv show of the phantom and this is before uh, like arrow and all that got big and came out right if you can track it down it's it's not good <laughs> but <laughs> i mean it, if you're a phantom fan you know if you yeah. like the old movie you can see the correlation and stuff and it's it's enjoyable but yeah, it, it they aired it like once or twice, and we're like, no, this is this is done. We're not we're not doing this. Uh-oh. I think it's on like Hulu or Amazon Prime now. You can because at this point they're just like, yeah, we'll just put it out there, whatever. We don't care. Yeah, I've got to find that for sure because I love the Phantom, and you know, I love those kind of spinoff TV shows. There was actually uh, in the '90s there was a TV series for The Crow, and I remember mm-hmm. watching that, and I've seen all the. I think there's four crow movies, you know, I've seen every installation of that, but man, what would the phantom listen to? I feel like he would listen to some weird shit, man. Like he would listen to like Phantom of the Opera music, like some Andrew Lloyd Webber. I feel like he, he, he's like got this like classiness to him. I think he would listen to some, some funky shit, man. He'd be listening to like, uh, show tunes or something i don't i don't even know some kind of broadway musical it's a big theatric it's the whole yeah. thing yeah i can see that so my last question i want to ask you is, and it doesn't have to be one of these that we've talked about or listened to but what comic character listens to new medicine oh yeah i didn't even besides all of them i mean they all do you know that yeah i mean I mean, definitely Wolverine. I mean, he definitely, he, he's a drinker. So, I mean, and he's all about like, you know, race you to the bottom for sure. Uh, I think Wolverine would definitely be jamming the new meds. I can see him um, singing, or not singing, but when he talks to Cyclops, he has rich kids playing in his head, you know? Yeah. So that whole. Yeah, yeah. He's He's got that sort of like, he's the outcast at, at like, you know, at the school and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I could see him rocking rich kids for sure. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, everybody you need to go out there, follow him, see all his adventures. Where can they find all your stuff you're doing right now? Um, out in internet land. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not the best at social media. I'm trying to up my game on that. Cause when we first started touring and, going out and stuff like the social media stuff was really, you know, new stuff coming in with Instagram. So, I mean, my main thing is Instagram at Dan C Garland. Um, That's my Instagram. You can kind of see what films I'm working on, what music I might be working on. Um, And then of course with new medicine, you can go to the Facebook new medicine, or I think um, Instagram is probably at new medicine rocks or new medicine rock. you know, this year it's kind of crazy because it's the 10 year anniversary of, of the album race you to the bottom. So we've all been talking again and we've been, you know, we had some plans for this year. And of course now this 
uh, actually, I was in China doing a movie in January when when all this when this virus hit. And that was crazy. I didn't know if I was going to get back to America anytime soon, but I got back safe. And um, but with all these tours and stuff canceled, we may not be at least we probably won't be doing any shows or anything for a while, but we're talking and we did throw a new single out there called die trying. And, uh, yeah. So go check that out on Spotify or, uh, you know, iTunes, Apple music, wherever die trying new medicine. Yeah, My wife knows all the words that song because I have a Spotify playlist and when we play it on Alexa, it, it plays that one first every single time for <laughs> it. It doesn't start with a shuffle. It just always plays that one at the first. So she's like, I, I know all the words now to this song. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. Yeah. I'd forgotten. Yeah, it's a, China. I remember that now though. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I can't, uh, you know, you sign when you book, when you get on these big movies, you sign all these contracts and whatever. But um, I was doing a war movie in China about the Korean war. And I got booked on that. Um, at the end of last year and it was it was you know it's a huge budget film some big actors in it and um, so I flew over to China and I went through you know basic training a, a simplified actors version of basic training but still I saw a lot of people a lot of people getting hurt over there um, so I went through basic training for two and a half weeks and then we were just about to start principal photography and blocking for the film and this outbreak happened and I was stranded in a hotel in China for about 10 days quarantined in a room. And I didn't know they, they were basically like, we don't know if we can get you home or not. <clears throat> and so, and then getting home was crazy. Like they finally worked with the government, got me myself and some other actors out. And, you know, we were going through checkpoints and people in hazmat suits, taking your temperature. And, um, I mean, it was, it was, the craziest thing. And, and I've been through some crazy stuff with new medicine traveling around the world. We've been to, we went to Iraq and Kuwait played for the troops and hung out with, you know, we did some crazy stuff, but that was the most intense experience of my life. I'm happy to be home. Well, we're glad you're back too. And <laughs> you know what, if, if we have to wait and celebrate the 11 year anniversary of Rachel to the right. bottom, I think that that'll be okay. But awesome. Again, Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. and. Uh, yeah, now I have to go make a, a playlist based on your songs. It's going to be a lot yeah, of Yeah, man. Do it up. Um, no, man, thank you so much for having me. It's really great, you know. Um, I've been doing this acting thing now as my main thing for about four years, and it's kind of fun how, you know, with this 10-year anniversary, we're all talking again. We're all sort of getting nostalgic about, about new medicine and and, you know, starting to collab you know i'm gonna head back to la here in the next couple of days and start writing and some and working with jake just through the internet and i think we're gonna try to collab on some new stuff so nice we'll make it's sure a good time to do that nice. we got a lot of time at home in the studio <laughs> awesome all right and there you have it first episode in the bag it was a whole lot of fun to talk to dan and catch up and you see what he's been up to but I have to be honest, between talking to him and Lou Brutus a few weeks ago, it makes me want to get back out there. You know, I never played any instruments, but I sure had a good time, had fun hanging out with everybody. So maybe someday. Uh, but as you see, you know, there's a lot of cool music 
to be with cool characters. And I look forward to this journey and talking to other artists about what they think is playing in the heads of some of our favorite characters. Let me know what you think if you're a music person. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, by all means, you know, check out Dan and all his stuff. Follow the Night Nerd all over social media. Uh, email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. My name's Lance. And until next time, keep rocking.